0: We're in what, like week eight of quarantine at this point, and I think everybody's just oh, are kind of. Oh, you keeping track? Wow, Dude, I don't that's know. not
1: smart. I don't. A, bit suggest a little bit that. longer
2: than that, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Because it was, it was spring break for me whenever that started, so that was almost a whole two months ago. So maybe about eight weeks.
0: Yeah, I know it was right around my birthday. So yeah, two months, eight weeks, whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> I, just, I just feel like everybody is getting kind of stir crazy. A little bit of cabin fever setting in. And so like all of the stuff that's happening in the news and stuff is just increasingly like weird and unhinged. Kind of no matter what position you occupy on the ideological spectrum.
1: Yeah, we're in that zone where... They're trying to reopen things, but yet we haven't got hit with the second wave of like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have reopened things. But I'm sure that's going to come. That's just on the horizon there. And everybody knows that it's
0: coming. Yeah, totally. No, I'd I'd like to I'd like to jump into that in the in the show proper. But, you know, it's just it's kind of hard right now to figure out what you're going to talk about other than just the same news that we've been covering for like weeks at a time at this point.
1: My kids doing homeschool. All their teachers were like, "Hey, congrats! It's like the last week of school next week." So, uh, <laughs> and we were like, "Well, it was. I think it was like eight to ten weeks ago." Right. But also, like, why well, you gotta tell the kids that that's going yeah. on? You know, <laughs> like I felt that was very right. rude.
0: Yeah, no, I, I was making that same joke with uh with my mom the other night. You know, because we take care of my nephew. He's definitely in the in the age group where he needs to be doing like schoolwork. He needs to be I don't know reading and like learning about math and science and stuff like that uh and we were talking about how it's kind of a blessing that he doesn't know like what day of the week it is or what <laughs> week of the year it is because it's like we could just keep this shit going all the way into the summer he would ever he would never even notice
1: gregory you got big uh summer vacation plans you know to do to <laughs> i mean
2: i did but then coronavirus <laughs> put me out of work because i was substitute teaching and so right i've Ugh. been pretty much just at home finishing up schoolwork for college and doing stuff for my show, so, yeah.
0: Time to take advantage of one of those Carnival Cruise specials that they're running right now.
2: Coronavirus cruise, you know.
0: Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> Is
1: it? They should sell a ticket where it's like, well, you don't go on the cruise; you just get like one of those iPads on a Segway that just rolls around <laughs> the cruise, and you can just take a Skype of cruise, a distance cruise. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what they're gonna do. It's it's only a matter of time.
0: Yeah, Cronoval Cruise Line <laughs> Is, has any has anybody done that yet? Welcome back to the Liquid Flannel Podcast from Arlington, Texas. I am Matthew Hodges, joined as ever by my excellent and quarantined co-host and comrade Brendan Williams in Omaha.
1: Oh, I'm back. I'm refreshed. Uh, you know, I took that week off, and man, oh, now I'm ready. I'm ready to get back into it.
0: You feel very rested. Yeah, it feels. Ready to go back to the office.
1: It feels like only yesterday. It was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, that's true, I mean, uh, time has lost all sort of cohesion. Uh, joining us tonight, uh, our uh, returning, our our senior Oklahoma correspondent um, from Shawnee, Oklahoma, we've got Gregory Harden the second.
2: Yeah, hey, second. Good, yeah. glad to be here. It, it looks, looks nice like your, you your
1: podcast shed got an upgrade there.
2: Or more like a downgrade, actually. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I'm here in one of the rooms in the house. It's air-conditioned, and it was Oof. the quickest way for me to just get started, so I just went here. There's nothing yeah. wrong with my shed that I usually record in, it's just this was the quickest way to get started.
1: Yeah, I bet those Oklahoma summers are, are not ideal for for the shed podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah. like Usually if I have to record something, they have to do it late at night or early in the morning. I can't do it. In the middle of the day, or else. that's
0: why you keep such a weird fucking schedule. Because I got yeah. to figure it out. It's like he's a college student, so I would expect his schedule to be a little weird. But like, also, you're up at like five thirty in the morning sometimes. Like, I, yeah. I I couldn't do that when I was in college.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much the thing for me.
0: Well, are you about done with uh, with classes for the semester? I assume yeah. everything went to uh, like distance learning and. Yeah, I um, had to do everything online sort of for
2: the last two months or so. so right.
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats on the, the upcoming end of your semester. It's too bad that you won't be able to go to, you know, go to prom or... Um, <laughs> As a college... Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. sure, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, the homecoming, uh, the spring fling, you know, all those... <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, as we launch into whatever we're going to talk about tonight, that was, that's a thing that has been really sticking out to me lately, that a lot of these people who are doing the sort of protesting at the governor's mansion or at the state house or whatever, um, you know, when they, when they go on the news and they're asked what their grievances are, it's like, my, my daughter was supposed to go to her senior prom and now she can't go to her senior prom. It's like, has anybody ever fucking cared about that? Like, as much as these adults seem to care about it. Yeah. And, and I think that there is something in that sort of, uh, I mean, these are all conservative people, right? So they, so they all are doing those, like, the promise ring sort of bullshit, you know? Like, it's a rite of passage for them for their senior in high school daughter to go to the prom because they know that that's, that's them giving their daughter's virginity to, like, some, some dipshit who rented a limo and a tux. <laughs> The Arby's is the drive thrus open, but it's just not the same. It's yeah. not the same. I mean, it's all just like the most ridiculous. Uh, I, I think I called it pastry flake uh, complaint online today. That like the things that they're mad about are like I. I it, there was that great clip of the guy going like, uh, ooh, "You can't even buy, you can't even buy paint for your house," and it's like, man. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't you're not now an honorary member of the greatest generation just because you've been inconvenienced for 2 months or whatever you know you're you're not living through the blitz you're not living through you know you didn't get sent to vietnam like you you're just kind of mildly inconvenienced your walmart is only open until 8:30 at night instead of you know midnight
2: yeah, and I would say like they act like there's no good reason to be locked up and have everything closed. I mean, like, people's lives, I feel like that's a pretty good reason for everything to be the way it is right, right. now. And these <laughs> are the
1: same people who while they're protesting, they're carrying like AK forty sevens being like, and I'm ready to kill anybody who I think is a threat to my life. <laughs> right. right? If they threaten kill the my virus. life, I'm I'm ready to just start opening fire. But if the threat to my life isn't something that I can shoot at. Well, that's bullshit. Uh, if if I can't shoot my problems away, are they even real
0: problems? Yeah, it really it really puts their whole ideology to the test. I I saw there were some images posted from like some tattoo parlor in a state that didn't close down during the mandatory quarantine. I don't remember which state it was, and and it really doesn't matter. But. A bunch of these kind of like three percenter guys all showed up with their uh, with their assault rifle 15s and stuff. Uh, and they're they're pacing around in front of the store that's still open during the quarantine. And it's like these guys believe that they're like Patrick Henry, you know, but <laughs> they also worship the cops. So what would happen if the cops did pull up? And say like, no, actually, you guys have to lock your doors right now. Like, are they going to start shooting at cops? I don't think they are.
1: Well, I mean, they had all those people. Well, oh, there has been image. I don't think any
0: police department's going to take the gamble that they would do that. Um, and right. smartly, you know, rightfully so. But also, like, you know, these guys aren't going to fucking fire on law enforcement. They love law enforcement.
2: Yeah, but there has been like some images of them of like cops them getting in cops' faces at some of these protests and
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah just sneezing and yeah. spitting and coughing. <laughs> yeah, I I
1: also don't feel like they're going to actually do it, but I do think they are going to start saying things like. Well, hey, if the police are just propping up an unjust system, you know, if they're a party to tyranny or whatever, you know, they're fair game. Like, that's the type of shit they will turn on a dime. All these Blue Lives Matter dudes, as soon as the cops are saying, like, no, the quarantine is for real and you need to do it, um, they're fully prepared to flip that script and just say, Burn their fucking blue lives matter flags. Yeah, right. well,
2: then some of them they've been having signs that say "My body, my choice" when they're talking about wearing masks. <laughs> it was like, oh, so now you've become pro-choice, when it actually has very yeah. much to do with other people's lives and not so much yours.
0: Well, and that's and that's always been yeah. their position, right? What we need to do is make a uh uh like the Punisher flag with the blue lives matter stripe, except it's got a mask on it. <laughs>
1: We could probably sell that enamel pin to Sean Hannity. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just-
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I can't wait for the clashes between the like pro-mask-wearing uh, Punisher Skull gang and the anti-mask-wearing Punisher Skull gang. It's going to be a wild, wild summer out right. there, everybody.
0: <laughs> Obviously, everybody is focused on coronavirus and the uh, ongoing quarantine right now. I think uh, some of the bigger news that we've seen – out of our kind of region, uh, is that bars opened in Wisconsin yesterday, I think. Um, And immediately- St.
1: Patrick's Day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Make it up for a long time. St. Patrick's Day, too. uh, When they opened up, you know, and they said, like, you know, we can we can reopen responsibly, we can do social distancing, we can have people wearing PPE, and then you've got all these- We can do penny
1: pictures of Keystone, bring it down, everybody! And we've
0: got all of these pictures of just packed bars, like, packed to the gills in Wisconsin. Um, nobody is wearing a mask, everybody is within, you know, uh, like, shoulders length of each other. Yeah, I saw the- and it just doesn't it just great. doesn't seem great. I don't know. It doesn't seem great to me.
2: Yeah, I saw this picture of uh, TJ Maxx somewhere in Arkansas
0: that's just oh, packed. God. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> and there were like there are two people wearing a in mask in the whole, thing, in that whole yeah. picture. One of them is a customer. One of them is working the working the front desk. I counted. I saw that same picture. Yeah, uh, yeah. We might have to use that picture as our. Uh, as our episode image on this <laughs> one.
1: Yeah. Gregory, are you are you ready to get in the mosh pit at uh, Warp oh, Tour? Oh god, this no. Summer? <laughs> no, like most
2: of the concerts I was supposed to go to last month and this month have been rescheduled and only bands that I... Zoom. on Zoom, on... <laughs> Zoom calls. No, like and then one band that I know is seems pretty adamant on holding their tour this summer is Shine Down. Which is a big deal because this is one of those bands that has, (laughs) that tours stadiums, right? So like, if they're not gonna cancel, they're pretty much gonna kill off their entire fan base. And I'd rather not have that happen. Like, (laughs) you talk about like, like, they say that, uh, uh, Rock is dead. Like, that's gonna pretty much really put the nail in the (laughs) coffin with it
1: there
0: rock is yeah, literally
2: they to should totally did. lean into it
1: you know <laughs> it's the band concert the concert the government doesn't want you to go to stick it to the man with 49.99 box seats yeah, yeah and, it, and it's funny because, funny because
2: shinedown they released a song a couple of months ago on the, like radio to raise awareness about the coronavirus and then they're gonna go on and do this
0: Wear a mask, my ass, (laughs) parentheses, I won't wear a mask. Uh, Gregor, you linked us to a story today that was about um, absentee voting, specifically in Oklahoma. And I was hoping you could walk us through that a little bit.
2: Yeah, so uh, Oklahoma, when it comes to uh, absentee uh, mail-in ballots and stuff like that, we have to have a notary whenever we do that to have proof that it's us that is doing the
0: yeah. voting. And, uh, yeah, not- notaries and uh, signed Huge, witnesses. Huge industry Yeah, right and now.
2: so they, the state Supreme Jesus. Court they struck down that requirement a couple of weeks ago, and then, like clockwork, our Republican legislature said nope, we're not having that. Uh, just because there's a pandemic doesn't mean that you shouldn't have to verify who you are when you vote. So, they passed a law saying that basically you have to have a photocopy of your ID mailed in with your ballot if you're going to be able to vote. And the funny part about it...
0: <clears throat> well, that shouldn't be a problem because most people have a photocopier in their house. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's pretty easy but, though, to come But, out.
2: like, the, my state senator, who's a Republican, he a- argued on the Senate floor... That voting is a privilege, not a right, and then cited and then cited. <laughs> wait for it, and then cited the 1965 Voting Rights Act in order to prove his
0: point. What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> wait. So his argument was because the state has had to explicitly allow people to vote without uh, interference. It's a privilege, not a right.
2: Something like that. Like it's pretty insane. Yeah. And then. Um, the Republicans here—they've haven't handled this <laughs> the whole pandemic very well. Like for spring break, our lieutenant governor went to Florida, and our um, governor <laughs> just just partying it right, up at Daytona. And our governor that week—remember that week when all those NBA players tested positive for coronavirus in Oklahoma sure. City? Oh, so yeah. that's that Saturday, Good. our governor went out and ate and with his family and took a picture of himself and posted it with his family. Oh, and he right. had to delete the tweet. And
0: he was, he was eating sushi off of the bodies of naked <laughs> Utah jazz basketball players. Like one of those weird ass Japanese restaurants. Yeah, and
2: yeah. Yeah, and- yeah, that was
0: weird. That was a weird photo shoot for an Oklahoma politician. But,
2: <laughs> but no, yeah.
0: and then- but I, I, I
2: respect the flex, but yeah. And then um, our state, reopened before most states did, but it also took forever to close after most states did. So I don't even think we were even closed a whole month, unlike most states were, before we reopened. Yeah. So Republicans have been doing a great job making sure everyone gets killed.
0: Yeah, no, we're we're having similar problems right, right now in Texas, you know, that we were supposed to have opened... The economy was supposed to be completely reopened by... A week ago, tomorrow we're recording on uh, Thursday the 14th. Um, So you know, basically a week ago, everything was supposed to reopen, and you do see a lot more traffic out there, and you do see more people going out to restaurants and stuff. But you also have a lot of what I guess they're calling essential workers—people who work at fucking restaurants and stuff—going like, "No, I'm not going back to work. That's that's ridiculous."
1: Yeah, Nebraska just had uh, our primary election as well. They had like the highest mail ballot turnout ever. In 2018, there were 15,000 mail-in ballots. In the recent election, just last week, there was 111,000. Oh, wow. So a huge increase. Now the question is like, well, what about November? And the Nebraska Secretary of State was like, Well, you know, I think this shows that it was just a resounding success. And now, you know, people can choose to do it, but we're actually not going to do anything proactively to encourage it. Right. Uh, Whereas in this original election, they were saying, hey, because of the pandemic, we're going to like proactively mail people things and say, hey, do you want a ballot? Check this box, send it in or whatever, um, making it really easy for people to do it. And now they're saying, well... Let's just wait and see, right? Who actually cares? We're not actually going to try to encourage turnout in any way because they're afraid that it won't benefit them. And I think one of the reasons that they're now hemming and hawing is because the progressive primary candidate running for Congress, Kara Eastman, just dominated on these mail-in ballots. Oh sure. Um, in her in the previous election she won by like a couple points and then this one she won by like 20 points. Wow. Um, in the primary election. So, um and it was a really close election last time for Congress. So, uh I think they're running a little scared now that uh it actually is possible that higher turnout means less Republican influence from people thinking, "Oh, I have to go in person to vote and what a pain in the ass that is." Um But at the same time in California, that Republican guy won that special election seat um, for the runoff. And so it's like, well, not always, you know. So they can't say like, well, it's all – Democrats always win when it's mail-in. you know, that's a seating uh, super blue district in California that has an open primary that a Republican now is uh, one of the top two voters.
0: I mean it's always been amazing to me that uh, like conservatives will – uh, they'll they'll argue for you know the the, the marketplace of ideas and like <laughs> let let the best ideas win out but then conservatism Um, reified in the form of the Republican Party, they don't have that kind of faith. They're they're not actually really interested in, you know, a a contest of ideas. We've had we have a similar thing going on in Texas right now. There's there's been a big back and forth between the Texas courts and uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton down here as to whom can claim an absentee ballot uh, based on disability which is like one of the only ways that you can get an absentee ballot here. Um, and Ken Paxton originally said, no, if you're not actually disabled, but you want an absentee ballot because you're afraid of catching the Rona, uh, you don't get one. And then the courts came back and they were like, no, actually, that does count. And now he's countersuing. So, yeah, it's a... Uh,
1: Well, I'm ready to argue that my disability of being in a virus-prone human body uh, is legitimate, and I'm willing to take that all the way to the Texas Supreme Court. Let's
0: go. (laughs) Let's make it happen. (laughs) Let's take a little break
3: there. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species, and I realized that... You're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus.
0: Obviously, during the quarantine, there have been a lot of... uh, Everybody's spending a lot of time online right now and kind of going deeper down the rabbit holes of their various uh, online communities and stuff. But one of the things that has really stuck out to me is the rise of just, like, incredible conspiracy theorism, uh, particularly on the right. And uh, two, two examples I can think of. Um, one of them has to do with uh, the president tweeting out just, Obamagate! like No! Like, all the time. Just that. Just that one word with, like, three exclamation points. Um, with no real follow-up as to what he's talking about. Uh, and the other one having to do with uh, a, a more kind of like l- slow boil uh, conservative conspiracy theory about the coronavirus itself. Um, yeah. That this was. Uh, engineered by the Chinese, or this is a democratic ploy to take down the president by ruining the economy.
1: Oh, it's and it's working. It's working so, so yeah, no, well. It does seem to be working pretty well. <laughs> yeah, Trump is just uh, you know, he's it's he's in an unwinnable election now. Uh, he's just doomed. Uh, yeah,
2: Joe Biden had victory. Us, Joe Biden had us fooled this whole time. He had this whole plan. <laughs> And he had to sneak it past us by pretending like he didn't know where he was half the time. So yeah, right. I mean,
0: I mean, thank God, thank God that he's been out there on the front lines. He's been in the yeah. public eye constantly since this whole thing. Yeah. you know that well, he de- will, he definitely isn't existing as some sort of a shambling husk yeah, in a I basement will say, someplace.
1: T- Trump clearly knows what he's doing with this because it's actually. A very efficient strategy because what he's doing is simultaneously distracting people from negative coronavirus news by saying this is all Obama's fault um, at the same time that Obama is about to start hardcore campaigning for Joe Biden, right? right. And so yeah. it's a distraction from the negative news about him and a pre-attack on the Democratic campaign, which is obviously going to try to heavily leverage Obama because Joe Biden is not going to cut it. But right. Obama is still popular and charismatic and can go on tour with Biden and be like, this is my guy right here. It's going to be Obama three. I'm the shadow president. I'll just tell Joe Biden what to do. It's like a reverse Dick Cheney situation or something like that. Yeah. Um And so it's really makes sense for Trump to say to start saying, actually, remember how much everybody hates Obama. Oh, it's
0: it's incredibly savvy. I mean, the the thing that frustrates me possibly the most about like liberals, especially very online Twitter liberals, is that they genuinely think that Trump is an idiot. Um, and I am not going to argue that the man does not have dinty more beef stew for a brain, but <laughs> but he's very good at like working the crowd. That's always been his 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 advantage over everybody else that he can go out and say exactly what's true and turn everybody onto his side. Whereas the Democratic uh, like Democratic Party inclination is to kind of try to deny what's true and then say, like, here's why we're better than what you think, you know, people want to be told what they think is true. And that's why Trump's base is so enthusiastic for him all the time. And so when he says something like, oh, uh, Barack Obama's was a crooked president, you know, it's like you even have people on the left going like, well, yeah, I mean, like every president. <laughs> Every he's, person bringing, he's bringing is. He's bringing people together. Yeah, this is the unity. <laughs> that, that's that the unity needed. ticket. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I lit. I legit saw like a MAGA fan talking about uh, drone strike deaths or something the other day on Twitter. So yeah, yeah. They're, they're full horseshoe theory on this one. Um, but yeah, they'll do. They'll say anything, right? And that's why it's such a a great move for him because it gets people. People want to be mad at something. And they don't know what to be mad at. And they can't be mad at Trump. They want to be mad at the government. But they can't be mad at Trump about the coronavirus thing. So who can they be mad at? Obama, the guy that they were already mad at. And they're like, oh, man, they're like nostalgic for Obama hate at this point. Sure. And so it's just it's just bringing it back home. you know? Well, and they were a, primed
0: and ready. Yeah, there was a Vox.com article to that pretty much exact effect the other day talking about, Vox talking about scooped how? my brain again yeah they, well, we're always I'm, doing that oh shit oh my god but it's like such a <laughs> but you're right and they're doing that like liberal smooth brain thing where it's like <laughs> oh all trump ever wanted to do was like undermine the only black president ever it's like i don't think he fucking cares i don't think he cares that obama's black i don't think he cares about barack obama particularly at all except that barack obama was better liked than he is that's the only well, I think thing that it matters doesn't help. to him, you know. It, I don't think. I no, I don't. It think doesn't, it, no, I'm saying the racism, the racism part of it. That's just incidental to. I, I I don't think that there's anything that motivates Donald Trump other than a desire for personal acclaim and being like cool and getting to hang out with rich celebrity people and also like getting rich and helping all of the people that are in his close circle to get rich. I think everything else is 100% incidental. I don't think there's a fucking ideology there. And I think that it's a mistake to try to assign ideology to him. Now he does hire people like Stephen Miller who are just like outright fucking fascists, you know, but that's just a tool for him. That's how he rallies his base up. You know, I, I I said uh, the other day that if the Republican base was 100 percent in favor of open borders and universal health care for undocumented immigrants, that's what he would be doing right now. I don't think that he has any like personal animosity toward like black and brown people. I mean, maybe he does, but it doesn't fucking matter in terms of his politics and what he wants to what he wants to enact. You can feel free to disagree with me. Yeah, I
1: I mean, yeah, what do you you think, Gregory? Yeah, I mean,
2: I think racism is definitely part of what his thought process behind some things. I don't think he has a particular ideology that he follows. Um, His disdain for Obama more or less probably does have to do with some racism. Because remember, he did go after the, uh, what was that group... Those five boys in New York City that they always oh the Central Park Five yeah Yeah. sure yeah because there's there's that and then there's the history of him um, and his dad being racist to people in housing oh yeah like to clarify to
0: clarify I think that he is absolutely exactly as racist as any other like rich landowner in New York City okay which is to say like a great deal racist but i don't think that that's what <laughs> motivates his uh, the the way that he interacts with the country and like the the kind of yeah. policies that he tries to push
1: well his his understanding of what racism is certainly does not encompass that type of thinking right is to just say like look i'm not racist you know that's just business yeah no
0: okay. uh, yeah, yeah, that he's he's 100 percent in favor of like structural racism where as long as he's not using the n word at a fucking restaurant or something then he's like he's like a good liberal in that sense yeah you know i mean he almost ran as a fucking democrat in the yeah. 80s
2: yeah as i was about to say like hit in like his his racism is kind of just like you know, it's there, and but I don't know if it's necessarily like you said, it's what drives him necessarily when it comes to how he operates politically, right. Like I think he just likes office. the
0: crowds. He likes yeah, the crowds right. that chant his name, you know, and, well, it, and I think and if what he can do to get the crowds chanting his name is, for instance, go after the first ever black president. Then he's going right. to do that thing.
1: Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, he's not. He's not racist. He just hates poor people. Uh, yeah, right. Racism is incidental. Right. There was that great <laughs> Howard Stern interview recently where uh, Trump was, or where Howard Stern was saying, you know, Trump's biggest secret is that he actually despises his base. He probably hates his base. Oh, more than the left does. does. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because remember that and, thing he said about, uh, uh, what's the, Jeff Sessions being a stupid southerner? Sure. Yeah. yeah, like, he totally hates his base, 100%. Well, he said, uh, I New mean, Yorker he said at one point, like,
0: I I love the uneducated. He yeah, wasn't that was saying the that he loves educated. that people are uneducated. He was saying, I love the people who are uneducated because they hold me in high acclaim. Yeah. But,
2: yeah, I think his his disdain <laughs> for Southerners is definitely real. Like, and he hates his base, definitely, because he's from New York, like people from New York, especially if they're, you know, wealthy people from New York, they're going to look down upon Southerners and have a stereotype of what they think Southerners are, regardless sure. of what politics that they have.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing that's just amazing to think of that, like his base thinks that he's one of them. Like he's some uh, like backwoods Florida boy or something, but he's not. He is 100 percent the coastal liberal elite that his base has hated since Ronald Reagan, maybe before then.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. It's it's absolutely amazing that, you know, he will he, that he's able to pull that off and he'll he even his kids, too, are even less. Talented at it than Trump is about pulling Off the facade where they're right. like We're real outdoorsmen or whatever Like <laughs> wearing right? a, like head to toe L.L. Bean or whatever <laughs> in front of Like an elephant that You know their, uh, their guide shot for them To yeah, in getting, front uh, of and
0: shit Don Jr. and that great photo shoot Where he's just like awkwardly sitting On a stump wearing like perfectly Clean flannel <laughs> and like Carhartt jeans or whatever uh, It's like it, you know That he like he threw those. He didn't even throw those away. He asked his housekeeper to throw those away for him <laughs> at the end of that that photo shoot. But no, I mean, I I think uh, I think that this this particular instance that we're in right now has created some conditions that are uh, that are extremely uh, fertile for conspiracy theorism and we've seen a lot of that coming around right now you know starting with again Donald Trump saying like Obamagate like what does Obamagate mean you've seen a lot of other other people try to carry water for him and try to like fill in the gaps as to what that might mean Um, but I think what it (laughs) It means whatever
1: you want it to mean man But I think when he means it, he means to say like that Obama. I mean, it's it's tied up with like the Flynn stuff that his campaign was unfairly spied upon, and like they're the real Obama's right the whole, the real the whole collusion Russi-gate, and stuff.
0: Ra- Rachel um, Maddow, RussiaGate sort of thing. we like right. we're gonna we're gonna unravel this conspiracy, right. and it turns out that like he is actually a an yeah. agent of the Kremlin or whatever.
1: Well, and it's quite funny because it's clear that Trump didn't really originate this theory. Like, it's not his idea. He's, like, getting it just like any good boomer from, like, Facebook posts <laughs> right. and tweets and stuff where he's
0: like, well, exactly I the same don't really understand. Fucking, yeah, exactly the same yeah, way he did with the fucking birther conspiracy. Like, he didn't make that up. He just saw it on Facebook.
1: Well, he was able to grasp that and it's very simple, right? Whereas this new ObamaGate conspiracy, it's it's very convoluted, right? It's not clear like they asked him that question where he's like, "What what is the crime that you're accusing Obama of?" and he's like, "He knows what he did." You know. <laughs> I don't I'm not 100% sure, but it was it was something oh, bad. That clip I saw it was so on the good. TV. That's-
0: yeah, that's that's gonna be the bump at the end of this segment. Uh, him saying like, uh, "You know what he did? Like, you didn't report <laughs> on it because your because uh, your newspaper is bullshit or whatever." Yeah,
1: but he doesn't fully understand like the the FISA warrants and the the steel dossier and like whatever the 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 mysterious Ukrainian email servers or whatever. Like, he he hasn't even quite pictured it together. Trump's not the kind of guy who puts together the board with the tacks himself he's not going He's back. the kind of guy that that his friend shows him the tack board and then he goes like damn dude i think you cracked it like, <laughs> i don't really understand what's going on here but you seem like you really know what's going on and, and i trust you on this he's, one he's sean mac,
0: hannity he's mac in that it's always sunny scene except he's like oh wow charlie no that, that makes a lot of sense to me <laughs>
1: So, yeah. And I think uh, it's going to just it's going to just continue. And and it's it's funny now that he doesn't even have to really articulate the conspiracy theory. He just has to kind of allude to it. Right. And it actually even works better that way.
0: I want to I want to circle back around to that because uh, uh Gregory it sounded like you had something to say. Oh no not
2: really. I was just going to say that I think Obama gate has to do with the tan suit he wore that one time a few
0: years ago. <laughs> it was the uh, it was the Dijon mustard that he got on a hot dog one time. Right. That's that's <laughs> the real that's the real Right. No, but all of this. Trump is absolutely gonna just say, like, Obamagate you know, what's the
1: crime he did? There's not just one. You know, there's an infinite number of crimes.
0: He's climbing all the time. But all of this shit, like all of those things, (coughs) it's it's such a it's such a like a shit lib perspective to go like the only scandals under Obama were the tan suit or the Dijon Mustard or the uh, the latte salute. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Um, you know. (laughs) But the thing is, like Trump literally,
1: like, threw an umbrella in one of those dudes' faces and, like, hit him in the face. They didn't even care.
0: (laughs) But the thing is, like, none of that shit actually matters. That's not what people are actually mad about. What they're mad about is an overriding sensation that the ruling class does not give a shit about the material interests of you and your family. And Trump is able to weaponize that thing into its... Obama and the Dem- and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the Democrats who were against, you know, any of that stuff. And, real- and he is too, but No, he no, will that's a lip but, but he's the only one who's fucking weaponizing it, right? Yeah. So yeah. it becomes in his hands it becomes a sword. In the Democrats' hands they they don't even fucking acknowledge it. They won't even pick it up as a shield.
1: It's like a belt buckle. Right.
0: (laughs) It's a, it's like a boot or something. It's a, it's a a lead boot that they fucking haul around with them and they never address and somebody's like, why are you wearing a boot made out of lead? And they're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I I think that's, I mean, all of these, uh, so we talked about Obamagate, but also like the broader like coronavirus uh, conspiracy theory thing. I think that that fits into the same uh, mentality where it's like there's a a decent proportion of the American electorate or citizenship or whatever uh, who feel like the government is 100% letting them down right now. And they're not wrong, but but for the wrong reasons, for the wrong reasons, for the wrong reasons. They they are not identifying the the actual problem, which is that more or less both of the parties support. I don't know. Fucking Jeff Bezos is going to be a trillionaire. Yeah, the, the world's first trillionaire, you know. And Democrats love Jeff Bezos because he makes jobs or whatever. And it, all of your people, all of the people on a, a Bernie or a Biden or a Trump side can recognize that there is an intrinsic unfairness in a system that allows that kind of a thing to happen. And Trump is the only person who's doing any kind of messaging to Acknowledge blame it. Yeah, acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Period. Much less assign blame. You know, the Democrats don't even want to fucking play that game because it's where all of their fucking donations come from. So it's it's not shocking to me that you've got a bunch of people who are, you know, biting down on these conspiracy theories, because what the fuck else do we have right now? <laughs>
1: Right. And the reality is it it it's almost worse than a conspiracy theory. Right. I mean, that's where (laughs) you're left with the the conspiracy theories sound, you know, ever increasingly plausible when you look at the reality of the Uh, shambles of the government. At
0: least a conspiracy theory provides some sort of rational explanation for what we're going through right now. I just think that we
2: shouldn't let the conspiracy theory become worse than the cure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think, gents? I don't know. That was that was what I what I thought of for for a topic for the uh, conspiracy theory thing. Should we take a little break there and maybe try to bring us out on a high note for this episode?
1: Yeah, sure. let's indulge in the high notes. Cool. Let's really soak them up this week.
0: All right, all right. We'll we'll be back in a moment. Don't care We do have a an entry from the uh, Katie Has Questions archive. My favorite segment. Kate, Katie has questions. Grifter. Dot dot dot. Grifting. Is this a political position? I lol. I feel dumb. Laughing. Emoji.
1: What What is grifting? What is a grifter? It's you know.
0: It's you know it when you see it. Uh, that's not that's not a useful <laughs> or functional definition Or i mean yeah. it's basically but, I mean, like
2: it's someone who is putting on basically a um how do you say it an act that they believe in one thing but they're only doing it in order to get certain benefits from it like money or something like that like a lot of people on the right like someone like a dave rubin for example of course he was yeah. with TYT for some years and had a show with TYT. Supposedly he wanted to get more money, get paid more money to do whatever he was doing, but he wasn't really doing a whole lot. So he left and then he had his own. he has his own show and I was getting funded by the Koch brothers and he's completely changed his entire politics from being like this lefty liberal guy to being a conservative libertarian. So So did in that-
0: short in short, Gregory, what you're saying is it's somebody who Will speak on political issues, but it's not because they're dedicated to those political issues. It's because they're going whichever way the windsock of them getting paid is blowing.
2: Exactly.
0: OK. Uh, can we can we think of any other examples for Katie? Um, I, w- I would say maybe, like, Candace Owens. Yes, that's from another good Turning, Tur- Turning Point USA is very much a a grifter. She's a person who um, kind of actively acts against the material interests of the class and the identity that she comes from in order to continue to get paid and, like, be able to meet the president.
1: Yeah, well, and I think it's it's... It's there on both sides of the political spectrum, but I think it's definitely oh, yeah. more pronounced. Oh is, yeah, grifting is
0: apolitical. Yeah,
1: right. But it's it's definitely more pronounced on the right, as I think, especially in the age of Trump, because there is so much money to be made. There's there's there there's not as much money to be made. In leftist politics, there's although, never been
0: any fucking money to be made in leftist right, politics. Exactly.
1: But I think you know things like things like Chapo Trap House and things like that are and, and there's not necessarily. I, I, I'm sorry, are we the same money to be made? Chapo,
0: I I don't think that Chapo fits the. Definition of grifters oh, no, no, no. They no, just, I don't, say I, I don't grifters. think so they just do a show and a bunch of people give them $5 right. a month or whatever yeah. for their analysis they're not right. grifting but anybody they're not lying they're
1: absolutely they're making not grifting
0: but they, they pr- have proved
1: that it is possible to make money by leftist grifting and people are trying to do that. And some people are having success, although not to the success that people like Jacob Wall and, right. and things well, like that and, on the right are having. I hate
0: to fucking bring it up, but there was that uh, Joshua for Congress. The Yeah, jo- that's exactly yeah, what I was J- Josh Collins guy yeah. um, out in Washington, Washington. who raised to fucking $300,000 or something and then just like went completely media dark. For a right, while. he was like,
1: "Hey, I'm running for Congress as a as a progressive leftist. Give me money so that I can fight the political establishment." And people were like, "Yeah, let's do it. I I love, you know, helping the left, blah blah blah." And he was like, "Thanks
0: for the $300." And, and whether or not and whether or not he was actually trying to grift people, it was easy for people who are very online to look at it and go, "This looks like a grift to me. It looks like this guy Uh, committed himself to a certain political ideology to raise a bunch of money and then quit.
2: Yeah, because, like, if you talk to people who actually live in and around his district in his state, like, they say that he has no ground game at all, the organizations (laughs) on the ground don't like him, uh, stuff like that. He's spent more money than most of the campaigns that are also running in the district. Right. And... All he has to show for it is that staffers were paid. That's basically so, right, it. So okay, like, it's okay. functionally a grift, even if it wasn't intended to be a grift,
0: right? So, so as we wrap up the segment, what we're talking about is a, a grift is anybody who tries to uh, like sucker a bunch of people into like a political ideology, give them a bunch of money, and then fuck off.
1: Yeah, it's the confluence of. Gaslighting and con artistry. <laughs> yes.
0: All right, Katie. So I, I hope that we have answered your question. Um, what What is a grifter?
1: Look forward to next episode, Gaslighting.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Matt, I know I'm scooping your high note this week. Mm. Hamilton releasing in July... Yeah, I know you're going to be there day one. <laughs> Get your Disney Plus subscription ready to watch a handy cam version of Hamilton that they filmed from the audience.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest, man. I, I'm going to watch it. I'm yeah. totally going to watch it. Yeah, I've got to come back around. I know that it became cool on the left to to hate Hamilton uh, for a while there, but really, if you want to analyze like any musical, like all of their politics are bad. So like. You can enjoy the music and stuff. It's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch the fucking thing. I'll watch and it, but like I'll
2: probably wait a little while. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the first thing I watch.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna just
1: play it on a twenty four hour loop in my home, just to get that full experience. We've you got know?
0: that we've got that Disney Plus subscription to, you know, be able to show like Frozen Two to the the niece and nephew or whatever, so yeah, I'll watch it.
1: I am so glad that you mentioned Frozen 2 because my actual high note this week, (laughs) um, let me tell you if this sounds familiar. I watched a movie, an animated sequel, a young girl uh, at the beginning of the movie, she reminisces about her past adventure, but is immediately thrown into a new adventure Mm -hmm. where she has to travel to a mysterious faraway land on an epic quest to rekindle some, some magical items and prevent a disaster but on the way she learns a secret that her ancestors were up to some some shady colonialist nonsense uh-huh. and then that doesn't actually impact the rest of the movie in any way
0: so you just you just watched uh, Stranger Things season 2 I
1: I watched I watched Trolls 2.
0: Oh yeah, Trolls
1: World Tour. Oh, is that what that's about? Spoilers for Trolls. I know. I know. There's a lot of Trolls heads out there. If the, you haven't the seen first,
0: the first Trolls, is fucking amazing. Right. I, I will. I will. It was good. I will go to the map for Trolls. It's it's a really good movie.
1: It was it was surprisingly good. Trolls one is a great movie to watch right now because the plot of Trolls one. is is that uh, Justin Timberlake lives in a doomsday bunker because he's afraid of monsters that no one else is scared of and they keep having parties and he keeps telling them to stop because they're all going to die Um, and they all make fun of him and the plot of the movie is like, Justin Timberlake
0: is grumpy. And then they all go to the bar and don't practice smart social distancing and the fucking (laughs) thing comes and takes a whole bunch of them. It's the perfect quarantine
1: watch, but yeah, Trolls World Tour is very similar and it surprised me because just like Frozen 2 there's like a secret thread of like an anti-colonialist like reparations message it's so strange that these two huge Hollywood studio big budget movies both have this notion of the sins of the forefathers like but then they both I feel like fail to actually like, capitalized on that theme in any meaningful way. They introduce it, and then they just kind of, like, write it off and be like, but we're nice, right? Our ancestors were terrible, and they did terrible things. In the Trolls movie, each troll country has its own music genre. So the main trolls are the pop trolls. Yeah, like
0: the the new metal trolls in the uh, fucking... (laughs) electronic like edm trolls yeah Yeah.
1: the rock the rock trolls are are the ostensible villains because they want to uh destroy all other genres of music and replace it with only rock (laughs) Um, i mean that's
2: kind of happened isn't it i mean we have we have (laughs) new metal that kind of replaced hip-hop for a little bit there we have funk metal we have uh, progressive metal i mean hey it kind of works out doesn't it
1: yeah, and they go and they visit the funk trolls uh, who don't have a land anymore. They live on a funk spaceship, uh, and they're led by uh, George Clinton and Mary J. Blige. Of course. <laughs> uh, uh, it's so fucking great. And they sing a song because they go and they visit them, and they're like, oh, you don't know what really happened. Uh, and, he, and she's like, but my scrapbook said that the magical strings you know, need to be protected or whatever. And he's like, oh, no, the scrapbooks are cut out and pasted by the winners. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. He legit says that
2: it's too old And then
1: he goes and he sings a song about how the pop country stole funk music from them and like auto-tuned and remixed wow. it and destroyed their their homeland um, and took it over. Uh, and that's why they like live on a I on mean, a that's, sad spaceship. That's
0: some serious serious like historiographic sort of theory there that you know the history is always written by the winners
1: yeah absolutely and it's a great metaphor you know for racial oppression and you know the music genre categories and and things like that where it's a different way of of looking at the issue but like i said they they definitely introduced this issue and i was impressed that they did it but the movie's not actually about that At all, right? And then they just, like, have a a feel-good concert at the end, and everybody learns to be friends. (laughs) They don't actually do anything to be like, well, we're sorry that we stole your land and your music and, like, cast you out. That's not really addressed in any meaningful (laughs) way other than, like, they all hold hands
0: at the end, and they're like, oh, this is fun. So, Brenton, would you, I mean, is the movie your high note or the themes that the movie brought up? Like, would you recommend the movie to somebody?
1: Oh, it was a fun! It was a fun watch for sure. If you're a Trolls fan, uh, I, I definitely s- suggest it. If this is any selling point, it opens with an extended five minute Daft Punk rave underwater. <laughs> that was that was pretty impressive. What, what was uh, the,
0: What was the actual high note? Just the existence of this film. Just, yeah, I watched trolls too. Yeah. It was a fun time. Cool. It and just the
1: trend of uh children's animated movies about the horrors of colonialism and like white supremacy. I yeah. <laughs> um, it's I'm glad. I'm glad they're That's doing That's kind of
2: funny because like I went and saw Frozen 2 by myself a few months in theaters. And I noticed that message in the film, and I was like, am I the only person who's going to notice this? Was this on accident? <laughs> and then I just kind of forgot about it, and I heard saw people tweeting about it, and I was like, oh, okay, so I haven't just gone completely nuts.
0: <laughs> nah, you're right. Yeah. That that movie was a fucking mess. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was cool that they introduced that concept, but like I said, they they didn't really... Stick the landing and their commitment to race relations was in extremely On point when the only black character in the movie is like the head general or whatever who's like in charge of Enforcing white supremacy (laughs) and has absolutely nothing to say about the entire situation
0: I had a tweet that I made like several months ago that I I feel like it didn't get enough attention where it was like uh, Oh, are you writing a fantasy story? And you feel like um, you're not being racially inclusive enough? Well, is there like a captain of the guard that you could make black? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Problem solved. I missed that tweet. I would have retweeted that. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's all you got to do, man. It's fucking Thor. It's a. Uh, I mean, it's Frozen Two for sure. It's like the the only black man in the entire fucking story. Yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to that. The next animated movie is uh, that Scooby Doo reboot. So I'm hoping that it's going to be the same thing, except about the war yes. on drugs.
0: Yeah, no, they're, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take the mask off and it's gonna be like, oh, it turns out he was a black man the whole time. <laughs> yeah,
1: Shaggy's half black.
0: <laughs> you didn't you didn't know that?
2: Oh my god.
0: All right, I'm being I'm being a shit. I'm going to do my uh, high note real quick. So uh, the state of Ohio um, has decided to do this sort of reopening thing under uh, coronavirus. And um, because we all worship at the altar of Mammon, and because the biggest crime you can commit right now is being somebody who
1: Oh, you said, I think you said
0: be b- working. you said Bannon
1: wrong Steve Bannon is that your right, <laughs> right right right
0: uh, beca- because of the biggest sin that you can commit right now is being somebody who could be working who is not working um, Ohio made a website for employers to report employees who were not coming back to work <laughs> as being sort of uh, you know like grifting on the on the public fist hot digging or whatever a hacker. Figured out some sort of exploit in the Ohio state uh, unemployment uh, system and flooded it. And by flooded it, I mean like bombarded it with something like 5 million false entries or something. Um, and they ended up shutting the entire. It's called White Hat. They, they ended up shutting the entire program down, and they're like, "Well, maybe we need to like do a little bit better job about determining who deserves unemployment and who doesn't right now." Well, look, you don't know
1: that those were false reports. Okay, they they need to be investigated <laughs> right.
0: fully. I'm not willing
1: to say that they were false. You know, let's let's follow up every lead. There's bound to be some some real ones in there.
0: <laughs> right now Bren, you use the uh the phrase white hat uh, which is not that's not generally the way that's used in uh like hacking or internet security right like a white hat is somebody who figures out an exploit and uses it for to the benefit of whoever wrote the program.
1: Well, I think the more traditional example would be like <laughs> if they noticed this website had a vulnerability and then they like alerted the government to be like, hey, somebody uh, who wasn't uh, taking a liking to your uh, unemploymentsnitch.com uh, right. website uh, could exploit this vulnerability. Um, you know, I-, I appreciate that he took it one step further and uh, upon finding the vulnerability and deciding, well, what, Just should, I it. Yeah, what yeah. should I do? Yeah, what should I do with this vulnerability here you know should i tell these horrible people that their horrible website <laughs> right, is in right. in danger or is the is the actual morally correct thing to do is shut this entire thing down because it's well and this bullshit. is the
0: thing i mean that that was the thing that was sort of a an ancillary uh conversation about this is like what do we call like white hat black hat gray hat hacking at this point because like, red hat and blue hat if, baby. okay whatever <laughs> like like are you a white hat because you're agreeing with power and capital and the police state or like just because you did the thing that was correct according to the rules of the of the program i i don't know i i am okay with calling this guy a white hat hacker because the ultimate thing that he did was helped a shitload of people in ohio like not get booted off of unemployment insurance during the fucking quarantine or whatever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that you can't argue with those results. You know, like it's bullshit that they that this website exists, it's bullshit that this entire system exists where your re- employer can report you for not going back to work for whatever reason you decided not to go back to work. Th- they don't know why you didn't go back to work, right? Is your employer calling you and you're saying Nah, just fuck off, you know, and then they're reporting. No, they're just reporting people who don't show up to work for whatever reason. You know, there could be lots of reasons that you don't show up to work or your employer can't get a hold of you. One of those reasons might be that you got fucking coronavirus (laughs) and now you're like, fuck this. I don't want to go back to work at Jimmy John's and infect everybody.
0: Yeah, or you live with, uh, like, an elderly person or a small right. child or something like that. I would not try to characterize this person with a color of hat. However, <laughs> I however I will say, I think he was wearing a good hat. It's like, whatever, whatever color we assign, he's got good stuck in the side. Like one of those press guys from, like, a 1920s, uh, like, black and white movie.
1: Yeah, I look forward to our our, our cyber warfare uh, future. It's uh it's here. We've we've made it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yep, we all it. wondered when this day would come. Uh, it, yeah, it has it turns out you
0: just have to. Everybody has to fucking stay at home all the time, and that's the only way that you can dick around with people. All right, Gregory, what do you got for us? Take, take us out on a proper high note, please. Well,
2: my high note is the fact that my show has been around for a year, officially, as of yesterday.
0: Woo! Oh, yeah, nice. Green Corn Rebellion. Yep. Going strong. Yep. Happy show birthday.
2: Thank you. It's been going great. That's pretty much all I have to say about that's it. it.
0: That's it. <laughs> uh, that's the high note. <laughs> yeah. Well, hit us up with
2: some of your, uh, your recent
1: highlights. I know you got... Uh, everyone's favorite lead singer of trapped i
2: recently it's been some weeks now
1: wait did
0: you really you got him on the show yes i have (laughs) it available
2: i have the audio available for patrons uh i interviewed him for the first like 15 minutes and then for like an hour and a half we went back and forth and talked about some stuff it's pretty cool the audio is available right now for patrons only so you have to become a patron in order to listen to it
0: currently we're not um, into plugs yet, but Let's, but still, let's no, no, let's let's bleed into that. So, Gregory Harden, <laughs> the yeah. second. Thank you again for joining us on the show. Plug the thing that you're talking about.
2: Yeah. So I had the lead singer of Trapped, Chris Taylor Brown. <laughs> he, um, you know, he he's been out on Twitter for the last several months. Uh, he's a big <laughs> Trump supporter, so I had him. I, I invited him on my show. He seems kind of a nut. Yeah, I mean, like, when I got to talk to him, he didn't seem as crazy. Uh, he, we went back and forth. We ended up kind of not disagreeing as much as I thought we would, or at least not to the degree that I thought we would. But, um, I don't know, you, you people will have to tell me what they thought when they go check it out. It's available for patrons right now, our debate. Um, <clears throat> Green Corn Rebellion show on Patreon. So, yeah. Um, I've also recently had the lead singer of the band Amir on my show. That's uploaded onto YouTube currently. I've also had some local candidates here in Oklahoma on my show. Um, I've even had Matt Christman of uh, Chapo Trap House on, Brandon Sutton from The Discourse. It's been going pretty strong.
0: Hell yeah.
1: And it looks like... Uh friend of the show uh dwight from uh
2: eat the rich yeah i haven't uploaded it yet but i'm gonna get to it soon he came on yesterday and well it's a race which which episode will come out (laughs) first it's probably yours but yeah um had him on he was pretty great does
0: eat the rich do anything that isn't patreon exclusive at this point (laughs) i don't even know they do oh come come they on. do once a week they put
2: up something <laughs> on Spotify and on SoundCloud I keep up with them quite a bit
1: congrats thanks and yeah uh, looking forward to uh, another year yeah me too you know it's so nice to see my children all grown up this, this, this show it's just inspired a whole generation
0: yeah I mean Liquid Flannel does tend to be the uh, kind of the kingmaker for these, these various podcasts yeah <laughs> amazing
1: that's right we'll take uh, we'll take 20% of the, <laughs> <of the page. laughs> that's totally fair we'll talk we'll talk offline we'll talk offline
0: yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well of course we, we are Liquid Flannel the podcast uh, we take whatever one dollar a month you want to send us for uh, bonus episodes at Liquid Flannel Pod on the Patreon we're on Twitter at liquid underscore flannel i'm matthew hodges i'm on twitter at matt the great with a W and brendan williams
1: i'm at brendan williams with one l
0: and that's us that's yeah. that's the liquid flannel family
2: thanks so much gregory
0: yeah yeah thanks gregory
2: you're welcome it's always a pleasure to come on
0: i i hope you'll stick around for the bonus episode i will excellent what then that that wraps us up folks if you'd like to hear what else gregory has to say you you'll just have to i would say subscribe to the patreon except we're giving all our patreon episodes away for free right now because everybody's fucking broke so maybe the lead singer trap will call then you never know (laughs) (laughs) the shows are
1: wild (laughs) the phone lines are open